Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky and all the Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast Love the Graps. I am Chris. I'm not here with Alan. I'm here with this man. That's right, we're back. Hello, you're listening to part two of a special joint production of Tables, Others and Chairs in conjunction with the fabulous Love the Graps. Wow. It's like like it's like being in the room with a professional bro- broadcaster. It's like being in the room with Trevor MacDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I like to think of you as the Trevor MacDonald of Britress. Have you ever have you ever thought that? Um, no, uh, and to the mostly American audience that I look <laughs> towards, Trevor McDonald is, is a newsreader you know in what? his sixties. Fucking go Google Trevor McDonald because that's exactly what that's what exactly what Joe looks like. <laughs> All right, you. Uh, if you're listening to this in America, pause this, go to Google, Google Trevor McDonald newsreader. And that's what Joe looks like. So uncanny is it, it's absolutely spitting image. Um, so this is another podcast that we're doing. Um, for me, it's the second part. For, I think Joe, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure what you're doing. Are you doing this all as one episode? Yeah, well, it'll be broke up between blurbs and music. Okay, and... so this is the second part for you, and the second part for me, but we're in slightly different. Time shifted realities, yeah, uh, like in the, the Avengers End Game. No spoilers. spoilers, you're not allowed to do it yet. Spoilers, Thanos wears a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, it's been we're just finished with day two of Progress Super Strong Style 16 at the Alex Palix up on top of a big hill in London. Um, and uh, we spoke about night one, night. After night one, day one. <laughs> we did. On night one. Um, and we had thoughts on that. Go and listen to that. Either look at my old episode from before or skip to earlier in Joe's episode. There you go. Just hit the old rewind button if you need to know what happened <laughs> literally two minutes ago. Yeah, so listen to that again. Um, this is really super convoluted, isn't it? It's great. It's really weird. Um uh, but we're going to just talk about what happened on the day. I don't do blow by blow. I don't do like breaking it down. That's not the way my podcast works. That's fine. I've normally got my uh, manservant Alan Boone here with me to keep me in check. But today I'm just going to just going to play it fast and loose. Fast and loose the Joe Atherton style. Not quite. Not okay. <laughs> um, well, let's let's start at the beginning. Right. Um, the beginning of today opened with a lucha thing, didn't it? Yeah, they got the two Mexican boys and said, off you go. And that was Aero Bar <laughs> and, and Dagger, um, who is a man, not a, not a dagger. Not an implement of no. destruction. Um, and yeah, they did a fun little lucha match of little consequence. Yeah. 
if I was going to be if I was going to be particularly picky, um, it seems like the next step in progress is um, constant mishandling of Mexican talent by just sort of ghettoizing them and putting them in the opening match. Because even tomorrow, like it's like the two Mexicans are teaming, so they've announced. Dagger and Aerostar against the tag champions Aussie Open. Could be worse. They could have put them in a build a wall match. <laughs> they could, yeah, um, or something more more racist. Just uh, something really racist. Um, but um, yeah, I, like I enjoyed I enjoyed that match. I mean, it's good to see two people again that we're relatively unfamiliar with. Um, I've been impressed with both of them. I think Aerostar, he's got a few tricks up his sleeve, a bit of the old uh, Lucha Libre dives and whatnot, the old flips. Yeah, he likes to do some flips, some using the springy ropes to be springy. Dagger acted like a, a bit of a prick today, didn't he? He did. Um, but they've got to be mates tomorrow, so that's another thing, isn't it? It's like, you got a fight in this match, and it's not like they made up at the end. Well, they kind of shook hands Did a bit. Did they? Yeah. Well, I can't even remember. A little bit. It feels bit. like a million years yeah, ago. Yeah, well... I mean, not only did we go to a really long show, we had a bit of an ordeal um, post-show with this bloody hotel. This show. hotel is... Yeah. For want of a better word, shit. It's been, a, it's been a fucking dog's dinner. It has. Um, and if you're in America, stop this and Google the phrase dog's dinner. Um, you learn learn all sorts listening to Love the Grap. So if you are in America, um, go and find that on the iTunes. Uh, look, I'm trying to steal some of your audience. Because you've been trying to steal my audience for a long time now. Um, I, can't, I can't really disagree with junior you. Junior podcaster no. Joe Atherton for, for, for some time has had his uh, podcast on our little stream. And then he just walked off. And took his ball elsewhere. So there's a bit of bad, bad blood, actually. So much bad blood, it. we're doing a joint episode. And we're sleeping in the same room. Not uh, the same bed, I hasten to add. Hey, Not that there's anything wrong with that. There is. Well. I don't want to sleep in the same bed as you. That's what's wrong with it. That's fair. Um... Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I've, this match was followed by... I'm not going to go through every single match. No, no, that's I fine. I can't be bothered with that. But no, the no, next match exactly. was particularly notable for being the best match of the weekend so far. By far, as by, well. By a dog's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, which we had Kyle Fletcher, the Aussie Arrow, against um, Jordan Devlin, the Irish Arrow. And they, um, they, yeah, they had a really, they had a really great match. Um, Carl Fletcher is, is is on a little, little bit of a run, maybe. I don't know. Like he's he's had some really good singles matches this year. Yeah, um, I've seen him against um, old Will Ospreay. You might have heard of him for Fight Club Pro, um, and that was a real blow away match. He had a decent match with um, old Adrian Neville. Also at Fight Club Pro. Yeah. Um, Today with Jordan Devlin was easily the match of the weekend, the match of the tournament so far. Yeah. And uh, it's probably, I know we're only in May, but it's uh, it certainly made my top ten matches of the year. I yeah. mean, I don't keep those sort of lists. Oh, I'm a nerd, so I put yeah, it straight on afterwards. Absolute nerd. Got the old phone out. Have you already you? got a ten? 
I'm on nine at the minute. Okay, all but right. But it's only May, so... Are they in any order? Order, I watched them. Oh, okay. It's and like then... the first match of the year was at NXT TakeOver Blackpool. So you're going to have to assess them as you go along, like once you I get am. To I'm going to have to get back, get on the old VOD and... Yeah. Oh, that arm drag was slightly off. Oh, is that it? <laughs> no, no. Oh. I'll just look at them and... My protractor says that angle was not quite right. Um, so that that was easily the best match that we've seen so far this weekend. Yep, Jordan Devlin going through at the semi-finals tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I also thought that uh, Travis Banks and David Starr had a really good match today. They had a good match, but I weren't happy about the outcome, I'll tell you that for nothing. No, well, on the normal Love the Graps podcast, there's a thing that we do, which is a Love the Graps, but that we also have a Not My Graps uh, where we basically say stuff that we didn't like about the show. And I have to say, the the wonky, sort of convoluted end to this match... Like, I, I thought it kind of worked in the context of the match, mm. but it always put it always gets my back up, these sort of finishes, because I feel like they are cop-outs, and they never lead to anything particularly good in the long run. So basically what we had was, um, the match ended with a double... Well, there was a double pinfall. Yeah, um, there was like... Um... A suplex with a into bridge. a pin, but the, the but, bridge wasn't that great. Yeah, so basically they both had their shoulders yeah. down. Fine. You know, they both got counted for three. And then uh, Jim Smallman, mouthpiece-in-chief of Progress, said, Uh-uh, we ain't going out like that, player. Exactly like that. That's <laughs> how he said it. Yeah. Um, that's whatever accent Jim Smallman's got. Um so he restarted the match because it's a tournament. Exactly, it's a tournament. There has to be a winner. Yeah, there has to be a winner in the <laughs> tournament. There has. Just bear that in mind for a few minutes later because mm. there has to be a winner. Gotta be a winner. Has um, to be somebody through to the next round. And then the match ended in a double count out. Hmm. Um, and then they continued to brawl for a bit, and Jim Smallman said, "So you lot, you you two, stop brawling and fighting. Calm down. Calm down." Um, because if you keep fighting, you're going to get kicked out of the tournament. As it is, I've made the decision that tomorrow's match with the other qualifier from the quarterfinals, Ilya Dragunov. He beat, uh, he beat Trevor Lee quite easily. Yeah. Trevor uh, Lee was chatting shit, kept calling him Ilja. But he basically said that that match would be a three-way. Yeah, it's going to be a triple threat <laughs> semi-final. And it's like, well, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Logic goes out the window, doesn't it? If you go, if you say, there's got to be a winner. And then five minutes later, it goes to, oh, it's going to be a triple threat. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, that'll probably be a good match and everything, but at the end of the day, they should have either both been thrown out and whoever they were facing automatically went through to the final. Yeah. Or just carried on for a little bit longer, like they did in the first decision. So I put it to you earlier, after this happened, that we're five super strong style 16s deep now, right? Mm. This is the fifth one. It is. And I don't think there's been a single iterance of super strong style 16 in the tournament that has gone from round of 16 to quarterfinals to semifinals to final completely without incident. Yeah, although to be fair, to be fair, 
a lot of them have been through no fault of progress. Yeah, zone. there have been they've inju- been injuries. There have been injuries last year. Tyler Bate had to pull out. Yeah, I think a couple of years before that, Mark Haskins won his first round. Didn't feel great yeah, the next day, and he, he had, had to pull, pull out. out. Yeah, so there there have been like injuries. There have been substitutions. Um, it's just, I don't know. There's just something about it. I'm a bit like, let's just try and have a clean tournament where we get through the tournament. Alas, we're not getting that, so we're getting a weird three-way. Uh, uh, not now, today. the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that we've got to get out of this match without certain people losing, but certain people we want to win have to win because of politics. Would that be WWE-related WWE-related, yeah. So, um... I did actually have a message off of um, my podcast partner, Alan Boone, after this match saying, I wonder whether this... I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing. Mm. I think he was a bit, his language was a bit stronger. Oh, but, okay. um, I wonder whether this is a way of getting David Starr through to the final without Ilya Dragunov being pinned. So you now have David Starr pin Travis Banks, who's probably the low, lower man on the totem pole when it comes to... WWE UK. Um, it's a possibility, but and then again, wanted... we don't we don't know the ins and outs of it, do we? So... No, but like it, it's it's. I said this yesterday. I said this on the last podcast. It's funny that like you you have to consider all these variables, and like the business of wrestling is as much to consider as the storytelling of wrestling. And it's, it's kind of frustrating for me. I'd rather we were just talking about who would be the best person to be in that next match. Well, I'll be honest, I was absolutely fuming because it threw out my bracket. <laughs> I mean, I up to that point in the tournament, I had an absolutely perfect record. Yeah, I got did. all eight matches correct on day one. Day two, I got uh, Ilya beating Trevor Lee. I got, oh, what was the other match before that? Uh, Devlin beating yeah. uh, Kyle Fletcher and yeah this just threw it all out of whack yeah yeah but um, saying that I suppose everybody else's was as well yeah but I mean it'll get still it'll still get back on track the next round because someone's going through yeah, someone's got to go through to the final unless they all misbehave and they all make it a fatal four-way in the yeah. final so that was a wonky finish in that match um also, a little bit of a wonky end to the main event. Um, there was some weird ref bump. Yeah. Uh, Robert, the Roberts, the old Roberts crutch reared its ugly head. Um, and uh, referee Joel Allen was knocked over. By a gust of wind. By a gust of wind. A gust of Trent Seven-shaped wind. Um and then there was some funny business with the belts. It's yeah, like, Walter went to ringside where a guy with a chair was just, just sat, sat there, just with, sat the there with the belts. And yeah. he, uh, he grabbed both belts, got in the ring, but he made did... it look like he was going to hit him. And then the referee came to and Trent had one of the belts. Walter had one of the belts. Walter put one of the belts down and said, "Oh, Trent's gonna whip me. He's got the belt. He's it's got the weird belt." That, like Walter is doing the old Eddie Guerrero spot, mm. where it's like, "Oh, he's the I. I bought the weapons in, but now the referee thinks that he's got it." It's like, why is Walter doing that? And it didn't even. This is. I think my 
I I have I have a big problem sort of with ref bumps like that. Is I like, I think they can work if they're used sparingly, but they have to actually be integral to the storytelling of the match and lead to the finish. And in this case, it just kind of that happened, and then the match went on for another couple of minutes. Afterwards. Oh, no, no, did it? Wasn't it kind of like a low blow and he put that sleeper on him? I, I think it went on a little bit longer. Maybe it didn't. Possibly. Anyway, yeah, it, it was a little bit of a um, little bit of a screwy finish to the biggest match. This match was being billed as the biggest match in progress history. Now, I know that you're scoffing at that, but I can understand where they're coming from. With it being a title unification match... That is historic. It's going to affect the history of the company going forward. You've got Trent Seven, who's the Atlas champion, which is for £205 and above. Mm. The Progress World Championship. They're merging, they're amalgamating. I think that the Walter was crowned the undisputed, or was it Unified Progress World unified, Champion? Unified, yeah. Uh, and you... he, he did have both belts with him, whether they're going to make just one belt or he's just going to lug both belts around with him I don't know I think what they should do is glue them back back to back so it's a reversible belt you can like just go oh do you know what today I'm feeling I've eaten oh, it's, all weekend I've just been eating pizza and uh, drinking full fat coke so I think I'll wear the Atlas belt today I'm feeling a little bit over 205 um, and then on a more svelte day he's like do you know what I'm feeling a world champion um, I, I just uh, I just don't like the hyperbole. I don't like the this is the biggest match in history. It it maybe it's um, the WWE relationship finally coming through because this is exactly the way Michael Cole has to talk about every main event. It's like this is the biggest match ever between Dolph Ziggler and The Miz. Finally, they face off. And it does feel a little bit like, oh, God, we've had loads of big main events between people in storylines that people probably care about a little bit more than they did this one. I don't know. I don't know. Um, if you had to pick, like, just one thing from today that you really enjoyed, then what would you say it was? Well, I mean, the, the Devlin-Fletcher match is the best. It was the best thing. Um... I enjoyed Trevor Lee's promo, which you've touched on real quickly. Yeah, him um, calling a Ilya Dragunov Ilja. Yeah, um, and he said that he worked, that they were both NXT, but that um, he was on the good one. Yeah, that drew a lot of heat. <laughs> yeah, a couple of giggles as well. Um, I also, I, I, I always like the sort of misfit. Like six man tags that they have on these weekends. Um, we'll get a big scramble of some sort tomorrow. Um, Roy Johnson get will get bought out of mothballs for um, for. I mean, Jim Smallman even mentioned the waste man challenge um, today. So it'll be for happening. those of you that don't know what a waste man challenge. There's this guy that used to appear quite regularly for Progress, known as Roy Johnson. And uh, his gimmick was like he was a bit of a freestyle rapper, yeah. And uh, he'd he'd do a waste man challenge where they they'd spit bars at each other. They'd have a rap battle. Yeah. Um, weirdly, he hasn't been doing that gimmick for a little while now. 
So it'll be strange for them to, like, as I say, bring out our mothballs, just wheel him out. He hasn't worked for progress since last Super Strong Style, I don't think. I think he was in the pre-show Battle Royal at Wembley. That's right, he was, yeah. But still... That was September. So, so was Sticks. That's so, yeah, true, yeah. Um, you know, you've got people, you know, shadows of progress past in that... Um, that was like the WrestleMania 17 gimmick battle. Gimmick Royal. battle royal. Um, so yeah, so we had a six-man tag, which was uh, the three, like minus the two Mexicans. Um, you had the losers from bracket A against the losers of bracket B. Yeah. Um, so you had Darby Allen, uh, Lucky Kid, and Chris. Christopher R. Idgeway. Yes, the very same. Christopher R. Idgeway against um, Christopher B. Rooks. Uh, the D- DJZ. DJZ. And Artemis Spencer. Um, I can't really comment much on this because I was in the queue for the toilet and then I went to get a drink of water. Yeah, I watched it and I thought it was a lot of fun. Lots of silly stuff. Um... You know, there's loads of people in there that are good at these things. There was... Darby Allen came down to the ring on a skateboard. That Mark Mark, uh, Andrews was fuming. Yeah, which always... Gimmick infringement. I'm always a little bit like, oh, cool, a skateboard. He used it off the top rope as well, Well, didn't he? I was going to get to that. It's like Bart Simpson in the house. (laughs) Um, But he did do a little um, jump off the top rope and, and... like kick the skateboard into his opponent. It was um, like he was jumping Springfield Gorge. <laughs> it was, yeah. He he looked a bit like Homer Simpson. Actually, no, he didn't. Not really at all. Um, but yeah, I I always think those are fun. Um, uh, I don't know. I still don't. I still don't know what Ilya Dragunov is. He's a wrestler. Is he? Why is he doing all that stupid bloody? F- Dancing around on his way to the ring. He's getting himself pumped up, isn't it? He look right. I am sure that there are people that listen to this podcast, and that there are people in this room right now that really, really like Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> um, um, I'm not one of them. I haven't watched WXW, so I haven't really seen him at his best. Um, and I'll appreciate that. You know, I'm sure he's had some great matches there. But I, I don't like The Undertaker, so but, what do I know? But he he looks... Oh, he comes out and he looks like a fucking idiot. And he swings his arms around. It's like... I always used to... Um, I always used to talk about John Cena, right? When he was at his peak. That it was like watching a six-year-old pretend to be a wrestler. It's like what a six-year-old thinks that a professional wrestler, a cool professional wrestler would look like. Oh, if I was a professional wrestler, I'd wear a baseball cap that matches my T-shirt and I'd wear trainers and jean shorts. Oh, that's what I would be. Now... What's that a slag off about Illy? He's got a real so, cool leather jacket. Yeah, I think is what a 14-year-old thinks that a wrestler is. Like a 14-year-old that's taken like some theatre classes or something. That listens to My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah, so he's not quite a goth, obviously, but like 
he's like a little bit theatrical and he's like, I'm so intense. Look at me. I'm well intense. Look at my contacts. I jump up and down and like, it's like, I feel like it's like a counterpoint to like Lucky Kid. Because Lucky Kid does some of that, but it's supposed to be stupid. Like he's supposed to be a bit of a wacky loon. Whereas with Dragonoff, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to take him seriously now. Um, he's so, on Bazig Bar, mate. Yeah, Umbazig Bar, which um, we're still not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure it means uh, indestructible. Google it. Yeah, but it could mean anything. For 90% of the audience shouting Umbazig Bar, they have not Googled that. Um, So just be careful when you're chanting things that are in a foreign language, because you might accidentally find yourself in some hot water. What about a bit of a shock in the uh, women's match? The qualifier yeah. for uh, tomorrow's or day three's uh, women's progress title four-way match. Are you saying progress because you're talking to Americans? Possibly. <laughs> Sorry, progress. You nerd. Yeah, I know. But no, um, it was uh, Ginny versus Sasha Moff. Winner going through to for the women's title. Yeah. And uh, Martina won. Well, and then Ginny gave her a hug and was nice and it looks like that's it. She's done in progress. Yeah, it does. It looks like Jim, Ginny's walking away from progress. Weird in that we've also got Jimmy Havoc's last progress match this weekend. Um, to much fanfare. Ginny's kind of drifted away into the night. But they yeah they had a fun match, um, fourth on the card. Yeah, um, not the, not the old uh, usual women's match in the second match of the card. That progress progress have come under a little bit of criticism on certain corners of the internet for um, their tendency to always put the women in the second match on the card. Mm. Um, it's become a bit of an in joke, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and you know quite right. I think you know that they. they they haven't really treated that division with a lot of respect. I think it's um, getting better than it was. A lot better. It is, but they're still like it's still the same half a dozen women on a cycle, isn't it? Well, and not ju- now. Well, Ginny's you, gone. Well, and you just lost your big baddie. So where do you go from there? Because progress have a problem with like the heel face balance a lot of the time. Um, and now you lost your big bad in the women's division. Who's taking that spot? I think uh, Martina's going to go teetotal. Yeah? Become a vegan and just become really, really heelish by them ways. The session boff him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Um, you had that big eight-man... It wasn't a tag, was it? No, it was kind of like a lucha, not lucha rules, it was just a free-for-all, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was an eight-man no DQ. Um, I think the big thing coming out of that that 4v4 was uh, Mandrews and Eddie Dennis seemed to have buried the hatchet. Yeah, the Eddie Dennis being a baddie just kind of slowly drifted to nothing. Um, So there's that. Do you remember that? Do you remember when Eddie Dennis was a really hot villain 
Um, Not in my eyes, he had logic. Well, I was fully oh, behind him. Fuck that. Yeah, there was some real smarky dicks at one point who were the kind of people that call, call the entire tournament to a T correctly. The kind of people who say Thanos had a point. He did. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they were they were you know in a blood feud for such a long time. Um, former friends going at it. Now they're back being mates again. But we did get to hear Andrew WK. So yeah, party that, hard, banger. That's good. I'm sure that will be edited off the VOD. Um, yes, absolutely <laughs> zero chance of that appear, appearing on the VOD. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, tomorrow's shaping up to be an interesting day. Jimmy Havoc's last ever match in progress before he buggers off to Orlando and uh, AEW. He's got a Paul Robinson in a death match. He's now one of those all elite people, isn't he? Yeah. He's all elite. Um, yeah, that will be fun. Um, I've seen their previous two um, matches. Uh, that was one of my last shows. No, it wasn't. Wembley. Um, they yeah they did Wembley. Um, I was gonna say that like his their match against each other was one of the the last shows I went to at the ballroom, but that's oh, not right. true. Oh right, chapter twenty, tr- wasn't it? Yeah, that's not true at all. That was really early on. Um, Old age, that mate. It is yeah. Um, uh, what else we got? We got a women's championship match. Yep, uh, Jordan Grace versus Nina Samuels versus Martina the Session Moth versus. Millie McKenzie. Millie McKenzie, back from Japan. I think she's been in Australia. I saw she goes to Japan. I saw on her Twitter she had a, a picture with a koala. Oh, right, okay. Unless they've got them in Japan as well. I don't you know. never know, could be a zoo. It could be a zoo, yeah. yeah. Um, and we've got a tag match, I'm not yeah. sure whether it's for the championships uh, they said that they wanted gold to bring back to Mexico so, oh Mexican gold ooh, um, la la yeah so they will be challenging for the Progress Tag Team Championships against Aussie Open, that's Dagger and Aerostar we're talking about the Mexicans, the Mexican lads not um, the other Mexican, El Ligero no, um, well he's not Mexican anymore is he, well he's not El Ligero is he's, he? he's built, he's actually built on NXT UK <laughs> from Leeds from Leeds and Leeds and um, so we've got that, we've got the semi the two semi-finals you've got <clears throat> Kyle O'Reilly you mm-hmm. beat uh, Paul Robinson kind of skipped over that, that was a decent match I thought yeah, yeah, it was okay. Um, bit of an out-of-nowhere submission. Yeah. Not dissimilar to the way that his match with Chris Ridgway finished last night. Yeah, you got Kyle O'Reilly overtaking on Jordan Devlin. Yeah. And uh, the second semi-final being a triple threat between Ilya Dragunov, David Starr and Travis Banks. Mm. And then you have your final between Who insert knows? name here versus yeah. insert name here. Wouldn't surprise me if they all finished dodgy and it was a fatal five way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, just a rumble. They just decided to do a rumble for it. But yeah, maybe we'll leave it there then. We'll. That's it. That is. That... This is where we go our separate ways. Yeah, we're not going to be together tomorrow night. Yeah. We won't be in this bloody hotel room. Oh, that's that's one good thing, I suppose. Yeah, we'll be post 
show. We'll both be travelling back to our respective hometowns. Me back up to the beautiful north of England. Me to Northampton, which isn't as far north at it's all. It's actually down south. It's well, not Midlands, really, it's Midlands. It's in the for, Midlands. Yeah, for me. It's, it's everywhere's down south when you live up north. Not Scotland. Oh, true. I didn't think of that. Um, anyway, enough of the UK <laughs> geography. Google uh, Google <laughs> Scotland, and then you'll find out what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you've never heard of it. Uh, um, but until next time for Love the Graps, go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the hills that we climbed For the seasons of time All our lives we had fun We had seasons in the sun Up the world that we keep For the starfish on the beach